0: Hello, and this is the second episode of Pierce Footy Talk. Welcome. So, last time out was about two weeks ago. Didn't have time last week to record a podcast, but I'm back today. It's Monday holiday. Today I'm gonna talk about some transfers, about Real Madrid and their problems. We're gonna talk a little bit about the MLS All-Star Game, the German Super Cup. Some of the English Championship and some early Premier League predictions going into the season, which starts on Friday. So some transfers, breaking news about 30 minutes ago. Harry Maguire signed for Manchester United. You know, as a Man United fan. I'm happy about that because that's our second defender that we've signed this, this summer, after Wam Bisaka. Eighty million, you know, everyone's talking about oh, it's so expensive to sign in, but you gotta sign players, so <laughs> that's the market these days, you know, you have to you have to invest and unfortunately that's the case. But we saw with Van Dyke last time out, you know, he signed from S- from Southampton for seventy five million, so I think it'll be an interesting signing and he's got lots of proof after that price tag. You know, lots of people are talking about it, so I think McGuire has lots to do. But, you know, he's good coming out of the back, good defender. Not too fast, but that's what uh, I think Duanzebe and Lindelof are good for. And also, he's a threat in the box. So, it's going to be a good signing, and I'm excited about that. So, sticking with United, just for a little bit longer, sorry. Um, DiBala apparently, it's fallen through. And, you know, I think about this, and I say, the player demands, you know, he wanted 11 million this season. It's like, you're going to play for Manchester United. Like, just play for the club, like, you don't need that much money. Why would you turn down Manchester United? Because it's not going to give you that much money. It's Manchester United. Like, don't get me wrong, Juventus are a big club, but. It's, it's a. Serie A is not the best league. You're going to win the league regardless. And it's going to be tough for them to win Champions League again this year. They haven't won it in ages. He's going to sit on the bench. He's not going to play too much. I mean, I'm not trying to sound bitter, but it's just the truth. Like. I feel like at United, they could have built the team around him. You're playing at Old Trafford week in, week out. But it is what it is, and we'll stick to it like that. And lastly, the rumors about Bruno Fernandes joining Manchester United. Spurs now interested, having talks. I think that would be a more suitable signing anyway. But... It all depends on if Manchester United get a striker to replace Romelu Lukaku, who looks like he still wants to leave. Apparently, the rumors are now that Mandzukic will be a part of the deal, which I am open to. You know, he's a big physical body up top, he's effective, he's versatile, and he gets the job done, so he's, it'd be a good sign. But I think Bruno Fernandes would also help the team a lot. You know, 32 goals, 18 assists last season, and he was only 24 years old, so I think that would be a good sign. Okay, and Wilfred Zaha, uh, rumors of him signing for Everton, $55 million. I think, I think it's a lot of money to sign Wilfred Zaha for, but he's proven that he's a good player. He's proven that he's effective. He can score, he can get assists, he can get to the box and cause havoc. And when we had him at Manchester United, you know, he didn't get that chance because he was playing striker. Now I see him more of, his, of a winger, but... You know, we got ten goals, ten assists last season for Crystal Palace. So it's not bad. You know, imagine if you put him into a better team. I think if Everton get him, you know, they just go Moyes, Kian, also. That could that could be dangerous for them. All right, a couple more here. We got uh, Nicolas Pepe to Arsenal, seventy-two million, a breaking record fee there for Arsenal. I think it's a risky one because they've got they had so much money there to spend on, though apparently they didn't have any. But they spent 72 million on an attacker when Arsenal have never struggled to score goals. It's always been their defense that's been the problem. And he scored 35 goals for Leo, and I think that he should click well with Aubameyang and Lacazette. Or he could he could flop, but I don't know if that'll happen. Especially with the flow of Arsenal's attack, it'll be interesting and exciting to watch Arsenal going forward this season. But Unless something happens this week with the def- defense, then I think they'll just continue to struggle because regardless, you know, you can have a good attack, but you can't defend. And that's when Danny Ceballos comes into place, the midfielder who joined from Real Madrid alone. You know, he's a good, nifty, skillful player, but it'll be interesting to see where he plays in that team because you've got Ozil playing in that position already. So, I don't see Ceballos dropping any deeper than that. He's not really much of a defensive midfielder. So, once again, it's money they could have put towards a defender. And last but not least on the transfer front, Patrick Cutrone joined Wolves from AC Milan. He's a good young striker. You know, he's he had lots of potential. He's been uh, tipped as AC Milan's future up front. And he didn't really get many opportunities at the club. You know, 43 games, 9 goals, not too much, but $31 million they signed him for Wolves. And, you know, he can partner with Raul Jimenez. But I also think that Wolves are the type of team that play one striker, so it would be interesting to see if they switch their formation around now with that signing and go to two up front because... Um, We'll see. I don't know. Rahul Jimenez, you can't really take him off the team, so it'll be interesting. And quickly, before we get to Real Madrid, I just want to have a little shout-out to Patrice Evra, who retired last week. You know, he's he was a great defender, great left-back. He had ups and downs in his career. You know, he's won Champions League before. He's won many Premier League titles. He also had that huge, huge bust-up with the France national team at the World Cup in 2010 where they were all sent home and all that but you know, he's a character you know he's passionate and he's the kind of player that every club would like to have. You know, I think about some standout moments and I think about his goal against Bayern Munich in that Champions League game at the Allianz Arena we tied first leg 1-1 one, one. We went to the Allianz Arena we were 0-0 and he got an amazing goal you should look it up if you haven't seen it. You know from the top of the box straight into that top right corner Beautiful goal. Only for Manzukic to go and score about thirty seconds after the restart, so and I also think of when he celebrated in front of Suarez, who was racially abusing him after we beat the middle Trafford, he ran right in front of Suarez and celebrated right in front of him. You know, that was a classic moment. Sorry, sounds some water. Okay. And back to Real Madrid now. They've had lots of problems in preseason early on. Seven three defeat to Atletico Madrid, you know. I think that there's lots of problems, you know, everything I think about Bale is is kinda of covering up their problems a bit because everyone's talking about that and not about how bad they've been. You know, Eden Hazard came back from his holiday a little overweight that didn't fly well with Florentino Perez, but, you know, Hazard's always been on the heavier side, you know, he's an amazing player, fantastic world-class player, and I'm sure that, if not already, I think he'll, he'll drop those pounds off, and he'll be back to normal, you know. We've seen him at Chelsea, he's one of the best players in Europe these last few years. But the bad news is that Jovic, Courtois, and Asensio all picked up injuries. Asensio was uh, pretty serious, he's out know, for... Quite a while now, I think it was nine months, so that could be his season all over. And I don't know, then you take Bale out of the equation because Zidane clearly hates him. And I think you know, they lost the Spurs in the Audi Cup, also, they can't play without Ronaldo, they can't actually play without him. You know, he is the heart and soul of that whole entire team. And you know, Benzema, he had a great season last year, he scored plenty of goals, but. He doesn't get the credit he deserves, I think, and I think he's a good player. But going back to the loss against Athletic Madrid, you know, it was such a poor performance. You know, they conceded so many goals. That they just imploded the whole team. And when Costa scores four goals on you, it's, you know, you're just going to get me to fun of. Because he loves scoring against Real Madrid. He hates Real Madrid. And he scored four goals on them and then got sent off with Carvajal. So... I think that Zidane has lots of work to do. The midfield looks very soft. Modric is not looking too great. I think that Casemiro, he got, he's gonna have to have a big season if they want to, they want to do much because he is, I think now after Ronald left, the hard and soul of the team because carries ball in the midfield, he's a ball winner. He can even go forward. He can score goals. So I think that Casemiro, I think he plays a huge role. For the team but i also think Sergio Ramos he needs to step up you know he didn't have the best of seasons last year you know i mean he scored plenty of goals but defensively is where he's was what he's what they pay him for not to go forward so and i think of all the games he scored goals and they didn't really win many of those games but nevertheless i think that Barcelona once again will be huge favorites to win La Liga and I think Real Madrid should focus more on the league than Champions League, because Champions League will be very, very tough for them to win. I think that La Liga, it'll be between them and Barcelona, but you can't really count out the signing of Joao Felix to Atletico Madrid to really spur on Diego Simeone's side. I think that Atletico Madrid are looking very strong, and I'll start off with that segue to the um, MLS All-Star game. Atletico Madrid 3, MLS All-Stars 0. Uh, you know, I thought that it was a decent game, you know, they came out strong at the start of the game, MLS, but ultimately, talent took over, and I think that João Felix has proven during this preseason that he's going to be a great player for Atletico Madrid, and no wonder that top teams in Europe wanted to sign him, because he's he's going to be great, you know, he's, he's controlled the ball, his skill, his technique. He can cross the ball, he can finish, he can, he can track back and win the ball. So, all around, I think he's really, really good. He's still young. And he got a goal and an assist in the game, and his, his assist was amazing. But, you know, it just shows the miles and miles of differences between the best players in MLS and Atletico Madrid. But I also think that the chemistry amongst the MLS All Star team could have been better. You know, Ibrahimovic did not do much. I think Toronto FC midfielder Alejandro Pozuelo and Wayne Rooney, I think they linked up pretty well in the first half. They looked good. And Diego Chara, you know, that was like a, a game made in heaven for him against a, a team like that. I'm not surprised that, I'm, I'm surprised that Simeone didn't try to sign Chara right after the game, bring him over, because it's a player that never stops running, you know. I actually think he would do well in playing for a team like that. But the MLS continues now and uh, some games this weekend. Minnesota United 1 0 win over Portland puts them up there in the conference now. In San Jose they got a 1 1 tie with Columbus Crew, which puts San Jose second in the Western Conference after the Galaxy lost again. And Seattle lost their second home game in a row, this time to Sporting KC, who were down in 10th. But I think San Jose they've been they've, they're just reborn after a terrible season last year, finishing bottom of the Western Conference. They've really come to life this year, and, you know, they're really taking advantage of their home games, despite a 1-1 tie last out, and they did win their last away game, which is really good, but if they can start keeping, if they can keep up getting some points on the road, I think that they'll they'll definitely finish in a, a top four seed, but I think that LA Galaxy and Seattle, you know, they're a very strong team, and I'm sure they'll bounce back. Eber also missed out on the the weekend with suspension so when they come back the run-ins looking pretty good for the two teams so I'm sure that it'll finish with LAFC first I think that Seattle will get second and Galaxy third and then I think either San Jose or Minnesota will get that uh, fourth place spot which would be crucial because you get that home game in the playoffs okay and I'm going to talk a little bit about now the German league, Bundesliga, which I'm a huge fan of. Huge fan. (laughs) I love watching German football. The pace of it is exciting, it's electric, it's free-flowing, it's back and forth, it's just so exciting to watch. And Marco Reus, he won the German Player of the Year uh, last week, and he's my favorite player my, he's, I love watching Marco Royce. He's just a great talent. Twenty-one goals, thirteen assists in thirty-six games last season, and I think that he deserved it. You know, he came back from his huge injury. To, you know, he came back and he almost helped Dortmund to the title. I think that it would have been it would have been daylight robbery not to give it to him because you know Kimmich was also up for it. Can't remember the other player, but yeah, Kimmich was up for it. And what? Why though? What did Kimmich really do? You know, he pissed for Bayern Munich. You're going to win the league no matter what. would have been more of a surprise if Dortmund won the league, obviously. And Royce, he loved the team. You know, He really helped get that team up there with Sancho, who was also great, and Paco Alcácer. And that's when we're going to talk about the German Super Cup now, which happened on Saturday. Borussia Dortmund 2-0 win over Bayern Munich. It was a great game. I think it started off kind of slow, but I mean... Royce did have a chance in the opening minute of the game to score, which Mandel Neuer made a good save for once, which he hasn't done recently. But Borussia Dortmund were on top for probably the whole entire game. I think that they won the midfield battle. They held Lewandowski down very well. And going forward, they were dangerous. They were quick. Jaden Sancho really came into life in the second half. He scored and got an assist. And I think that he's going to be a top talent. You know, he already is. But what excites me the most about that Dortmund team is that they beat Bayern Munich 2-0 like that and they played that well without any of their new signings playing. Julian Brom, Hazard, they all missed out. Well, I mean, Nico Schultz played, okay, but I mean, like, the attacking players, none of them were playing. Mats Hummels also defensively, he didn't play. Omar Talbrack played. He was very, very poor, but luckily he got away with it, which maybe isn't a good thing because then maybe they'll keep him in the lineup. But, you know, when Hummels returns, I'm sure that defense will will be strong, which, talking about Hummels, you know, I liked him, but he left Borussia Dortmund to Bayern Munich, he spoke about, before he left, like a season before he left, he was talking, talking badly about Götze and Lewandowski for leaving Dortmund for Bayern. Hummels was the club captain at the time, and then he left, so it's going to take a while for him to convince me that about the move and about him as a player and as a person, because I'm still not buying it, but I'm sure he's got a while now to to really win win me over again. So let's hope that happens. Alright, I'm going to do a little talk about the English Championship because it's an exciting league. I I want to watch more of it this season. I, I follow it, but I don't really watch as much as I want to. They start showing the games now on the zone, which is nice. But I'm going to talk about some of the favorites, I think. I think... Um, Leeds United will get promoted, they won their first game 3-1, was it 3-1, yeah 3-1 against Bristol City at Ashton Gate on Sunday, I think Fulham, I think they'll be contenders to come out, I also think Bristol City will, because you know they, they're always in and around the promotion playoffs, and they typically are very good at home, but Leeds United were just very very strong the other day, so I think that Bristol City will give them a good run for the money, I think the Nottingham Forest, you know, they, they made some signings, a new coach. Unfortunately, they lost their first game 2 1 at home to West Brom, who I think will also be up there for a promotion spot. But I think Forest are the dark horses. I think that they have a good chance of making it into the playoffs, and I hope they do. You know, that's my dad's team. They have some exciting players going forward Rafmir, they've Semedo, I think Graben is a little, little over it now. I don't think he's going to too much for the team defensively they've got Dawson back there you know they've got a good balanced team they just lost some good players I know Osborne moved on so it's going to be a good season interesting season for them to hopefully not finish the table and then relegation I have to say Birmingham probably going down uh maybe Luton but they got a 3-3 tie in the first game to Middlesbrough so it'll be interesting I think to see how they do but yeah, we'll move over to the Premier League now for the final part of the show. So, who do I think will be relegated from the Premier League this season? I'm gonna have to go with Brighton and Hovalbian, Burnley, and Sheffield United. I don't really want Sheffield United to go down because they have Dean Henderson and Goalie, Manchester United, Loney, and It'd be nice to see him not get scored on too many times and have a good season. But, yeah, I think those three teams possibly could go down. I mean, Southampton, they struggled last season, but they just signed um, what's his name? Che Adams from Birmingham. That's also why I think Birmingham will go down. They've lost their firepower. So Che Adams could help Southampton up top, but I think those four teams, they're not looking too strong. Also, uh, Crystal Palace, if they lose Wolford Zaha, I think that it might be a tough season for them. I don't think relegation will happen for them, but it's something that they need to keep their eye on. Dark horse teams to do well. I'm not gonna say Newcastle because every year, I always think that Newcastle will be that team to do well, just because back what was it 2012? They had a good season, but uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna say Newcastle because they proven to me that they are not a good dark horse team and they always they shit the bed and I'm gonna have to go for for Wolves again because they proved to everybody last season they finished 7th and they were they were amazing to watch, they were fun, they are defensively strong. They've got Jesus Vallejo at the back now, Patrick Catrone like I spoke earlier up top and you know, they're fighting for a Europa League spot. Right now they're in the qualifiers, they're into the next round and I really hope that they can get through. But also I feel like if they get through to the Europa League group stage that it could hinder their league performances. Lots of teams we've seen in the past do that. You know, Leicester when they were in the Champions League, they put all their eggs in one basket and they, they don't really do well in the league because they wanna do well in Europe. So I'm j i am I think Wolves they have a good good range of depth in their squad where they can compete in both tournaments to a competitive level i don't think they can win the Europa League but they can get to the group stage maybe round 16 it would be a good experience for them and if they focus more into the Premier League to get back into either the Europa League or maybe even to the Champions League then why not You know. but there's also the fact that if they win the Europa League they would get into Champions League and now you think would you rather win the Europa League and get a Champions League as Wolves or would you rather get to top four finish? And I'm not a Wolves fan, so I can't really comment on what I'd rather do because that's for their fans to decide and only they know best for their club. But personally, I think I'd rather win the Europa League. I mean, getting top four in the Premier League would be a good achievement, but you're winning a major European trophy. And you look at the past winners of the Europa League and there's some big teams, Sevilla, Manchester United, Chelsea and stuff, so I thought I'd call Madrid. I want to add a Wolves to that list of teams, you know, it would be huge. And then they could be in Champions League, they could get better, and you never know. You know, Wolves are an exciting team, it's an exciting team with lots of potential, and I'm very look- I'm, I'm looking forward a lot to watching them the season week in, week out, and except against United, because they always beat us 2-1 at Mullen, and and lastly, for the dark horses, I will say, mm, I don't know, Everton. We say this every year. They spend endless amounts of money every transfer window, but then the the chemistry they they don't they don't gel together. The players, and I hope they do because I want more. I want to see more competition up top in the Premier League. There, I mean, we already have a lot, but why not add more? And I think Everton, they have a good squad. They have a good, balanced squad. And if they get Zaha, it'll be even better. But I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. I think Everton and the Wolves could fight for a spot there. I would say Lester, but they just lost Maguire. But they still have good forwards. I think that they have lots of money now that they can spend to sign a replacement. They have a week to get someone in. So we'll see what Lester do. And finally, to the top four, I think that Manchester City will win the Premier League again for a third straight year. Obviously, it's, it's a big dilemma for me because it's like I don't want Liverpool to win the league, which means that Man City could win it, but I don't want Man City to win it because then your Manchester rivals have won the Premier League three years in a row, and that's when it that starts to get concerning. See, last season I could deal with it because it was whatever. But three years in a row, it's, That's now it's getting kind of serious. So it's like, I don't want anyone to win the league. Man United don't it's like, Chelsea, they do want Chelsea to win the league instead. Like, they're not going to. But I think Man City will get it. I watched the community shield, and they were they were very strong. They were all over Liverpool in that first half, but... Fair play to Liverpool, though they did come to life in the second half. They did deserve to get back in the game and take it to penalties. And you know, it was just the luck of the draw, really, in penalty shootout. Anyone can win. I think it was a good game, though, and I think it was a good tease to a, a good teaser for the season ahead. I think that the two teams will probably be challenging each other once again for the title. Also, you have to think about the fact that Liverpool did play without Sadio Mane, so I think when he returns, it'll be a big boost for them. I think that those two will get top two. I think Arsenal will make top four this season. Despite their defensive woes so far, don't get me wrong, it is Monday or today. The season starts on Friday. They have four days to sign a defender or two, even on loan. So if they do that next podcast, I will talk about how they will make top four. But right now, I still think they have a good chance of making top four. And I think that that will round out with Manchester United making the top four. Who's third, who's fourth? Mm, I don't know, it's tough. United better defensively than Arsenal now, but going forward, Arsenal much, much, much better than Man United, which is clearly evident. Also in the midfield, both teams are very weak. You know, you've got Matic, McTominay in there, and then you've got Gwenduzi and Chaka and Onani. I mean, Torreiro is good, but his first season at Arsenal was pretty poor. But I think those two could battle for a 4th place finish and i think chelsea have a big season ahead of them after not being able to sign anybody they do have pulisic so i think he's gonna have to be influential for them they've got some injuries that they're dealing with for quite a while now but i don't think that they could finish in top four with the squad they have currently they're also in champions league it's interesting to see do they prioritize the champions league and try and get through group stage to the round of 16 or Maybe drop into the Europa League and try and win that again? Or do they just say, go for both and end up not doing well in one? It'll be an interesting season, and the Premier League is back on Friday. Liverpool versus Norwich, I'm predicting a 4-0 win for Liverpool. They'll probably score in the first two minutes of the game, and then I'll want to turn it turned off. But... Yeah, I'm excited. I hope you guys are too. The Premier League is back, which means lots and lots and lots of talk about it plenty of opinions coming your way. I've got lots to say say about the Premier League. It is the biggest and the best league in the world and I hope for my own personal my personal sake, my health, that Manchester United have a good season. We have one week to sign at least one more player. I don't think that we will, but if we do I'll be very happy. We need someone else to come in. If Lukaku leaves especially because then we don't have physical presence up top I'll stop ranting now but I'm excited Manchester United Chelsea on Sunday huge game but we'll focus on the games before that first Friday and Saturday lots of big games coming up I hope you guys can catch them I will be catching them also and I hope you all have a great week and watch some good soccer coming up and I will talk to you guys next week after the start of the Premier League season where we will go over every game Thank you, guys. Have a good one.